my friends, to the Mail Right Real Estate Agent Podcast Show. This is episode 118, and I have a very special guest. He's both a realtor and an author, Josh Forster. He's with Elevations Real Estate, and that is located in Fort Collins, Colorado, where I actually almost ended up living at one point in my career. Uh, Josh is a friend of mine through Buffini and Company Coaching. We, we met over the course of coaching and staying in touch, as good realtors do and uh, networkers as well. Uh, Josh, I want to toss it over to you and let you say hi to our audience, introduce yourself, and by the way, welcome to our show. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Thanks, Jonathan, as well. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, been in real estate and Buffini and Company here for about 14 years now. Like you said, that's how we met. Um, did eight years with Cole Banker and then decided uh, about five years ago to six years ago to start uh, Elevations Real Estate here in Northern Colorado. So, um, yeah, married, three kids, uh, living the dream. So thanks for having me on. Oh, we're glad to have you. We're going to dive into some questions with Josh in just a minute, but I want to toss it over to my esteemed colleague and co-host, Jonathan Denwood. Esteemed, the heavy breather. They'll be having a go at me, folks, for my heavy breathing. It's, it's terrible. I've been, I've been bullied already, and I've already opened my mouth. Um, you'll be glad to hear, folks, I've been muted for most of this interview. But there we go. Um, about me, I'm the founder of MailRiot. It's an online marketing system with emphasis on Facebook, which I truly believe is the best marketing platform to get quality leads at the present moment. If it's interesting, just contact me directly or through the website. Back to you, Thomas. And I'm Thomas J. Nelson. I'm a residential realtor here in beautiful San Diego, California with Big Block Realty, where I'm never too busy for your referrals. And you can find me on my website at thomasjnelsonrealtor.com or on social media, mostly on Facebook and LinkedIn. All right, we're going to dive in here. Um, now, Josh, before we talk about your book, which um, I read over my vacation and really enjoyed, uh, I want to dive into your real estate career a little. So um, you've, you said you've been in for about 14 years uh, and you started with Cobalt Banker? Correct. Yep. Cobalt Banker uh, Residential Brokerage. Okay. So. And then, uh, so when you decide to leave Cobalt Banker, because I, I too made that decision with Cobalt Banker about Oh, two and a half years ago. Uh, I was with them for about 12 years myself. It's a great company, but I'm curious, uh, especially since we both moved on from the same company, what, what were you realizing when it was time to go? What, what made the decision easy for you to leave? Well, it was uh, a combination of things. First, I wasn't really looking to leave. Um, I thought I'd be a coal banker lifer because um, I wasn't uh, one of those guys that was just going to hop around and trade, you know, Oh, cool. everybody's got their issues, right? I don't want to right. trade coal banker issues for Keller Williams issues or Remax issues or whatnot. Um, but this was an opportunity uh, that was presented to me uh, by some people that I have the utmost respect for, both personally and uh, business-wise. And it was going to be a locally owned, operated company. So just to be, you know, more agile uh, in the market and. Um, yeah, be able to call our own shots more than in a, in a corporate environment. Not that there's anything wrong with the corporate environment, but it just, we just found that where we were with our, in the place we were with our businesses, that it just made more sense to, to be on our own. So, yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think you hit it on the head, the <coughs> agility uh, to yeah. compete in today's market. Um, you you kind of have to step out of that corporate box um, in today's yeah. market when you get to a certain level, at least. Yeah. Um, well, just much less overhead too. So you can, right. yeah, yeah. 
So, and, and, you know, what kind of production are you doing and, and do you have a team and uh, tell me a little bit about your business. So right now we're doing about uh, 10 to 12 million a year. Um, our average price points in the mid 300s. So um, give you a little bit of an idea. I have one unlicensed assistant um, who's 30 hours a week and uh, in Colorado, obviously real estate varies state to state, but uh, in Colorado, she's allowed to show property as well. So that, yeah. that really helps, but that's, so it's just me and her right now so okay yeah all right and then um obviously we've we've both met through buffini and company coaching and uh when did you uh find uh brian buffini's coaching and and join it was january of 2007 so i got in the business in 05 okay um you know floundering around a little bit like most newbies do and then went to a uh, at cold bank they had what they call the colorado business conference basically just a convention and uh, Rick DeLuca actually was oh. speaking on behalf of Buffini and Company. Right. And, uh, you know what? Obviously, what they said made sense. And so, um, run all important decisions past my wife. And I called her, and she actually used to work for a lender. And I'm like, hey, there's this guy, this company, Buffini and Company. She's like, oh, yeah, I've heard Brian speak. Uh, you should do it. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. The rest is history. Nice. Yeah. Well, and um, I, I bring that up because that's all obviously how we met, but then um, it's also, um, I, I want to say that a lot of the spirit of the book comes from the training that we've received from Brian, and not just Brian, but all the speakers and books and mm -hmm. quotes and antidotes that he's exposed us to over the years. And uh, so I'm going to, uh, for our, our people that are watching the show, this is Josh's new book, Discover Why. And uh, it's, I tell you, it's, a, it's an easy read. There's a lot of great information in here. And what I enjoyed about it, and I don't know if you did this by design, but it read like a blog. I, I felt like each chapter was like just tackling a blog and I could step away from it. I, I had things I could act on um, and then come back to the book. So it's, it's almost like a, a workbook in a way. Yeah, well, and it's, so it was kind of designed as the workbook, um, okay. not necessarily, I mean, I guess what you say is true, kind of fits the blog style as well, but, which is actually, it's funny, that's how I wrote it too. I didn't write it sequentially. It was, um, you know, as each individual chapter, um, you know, came to me or, you know, I was inspired to write on it. And then, then it became later in the process, okay, how does this best flow and work together? But yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, it can be a quick read, uh, not necessarily an easy read. You know, I can probably get through it, you know, in three hours or so start to finish. But if you really tackle, you know, the introspective questions that are in there, um, you know, it could take, it could take days and ideally should take a little right. bit. Longer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's even a point uh, or two in the book where you ask us to put the book down and go actually do something and come back when we're done. So, and I, I won't get into all of it because I want to leave some for people to discover when they read it. But, you know, one of the things I love that you wrote in there is that it requires you to become more, connecting you with who you were meant to be. Um, talk on that a little bit. So uh, I believe that we were all created to, to have a purpose, right? To be generous and, and live for more out than just ourselves, you know, live for, for others and for contributing to the greater good. And so when you tap into that, um, it only makes sense that if, if what you're doing lines up with what you're created to be, then obviously the, the effects can be profound. Um, and that's really, you know, 
that's what the book is boiled down to is helping people figure out how to achieve that. So. Well, and again, it's called Discovering Why, A Guide to the Meaning and Purpose in Everyday Life. And you talk about everyone having a big why in it. Mm-hmm. And one of the other points that you made that I love um, right out of the gate is that you, you don't become successful and then go after the big why or you don't become successful and then become generous. It actually happens kind of in reverse, doesn't it? Yeah, because, you know... I've found that when people begin living the lifestyle and in the generous way that they were created for, then, you know, all of these other things, generosity, enthusiasm, um, you know, clarity, that all comes after the fact, once you're in tune with that. And those things just, I mean, feed the fire, fuel the fire for success. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, cart before the horse kind of thing. So, and I want to I want to kind of touch on this a little because um, you know there's there's probably a lot of people out there with a book in them that haven't written it, um, and and you're you're a realtor writing a a, a very non real estate book. Um, so what what is your background? Is it just all the training that we've received in our coaching, or does it go deeper than that? That get goes to the core of this book. Where did you get the knowledge for this book? So it really, it, you know, and I, the first acknowledgement I give is to Brian Buffini and Buffini right. because, um, you know, I'm the classic example of, of the masses, right? Living that distracted life where you don't even necessarily know that there's something better or more out there for you. And then, you know, slowly and surely, you can't be involved uh, with anybody Buffini and company style and not get into, you know, self-development and, and personal growth. And so just in reading that, um, obviously, I mean, heavily influenced the whole book. The content is heavily influenced by not only Brian, but the people he's brought to his stage and um, even more recently his podcast and whatnot. So in that community, I mean, half of the stories in that book are from the Buffini and company community. So, yeah. um, you know, it got to that point And then where all this information is inside you and, and then my coach, and I'm sure yours is a lot uh, of the same way. He's a connector, right? So if I say, Hey, Darren, you know, I want to, I want to get more into journaling. He's not going to say, okay, Josh, here's steps one through five uh, to be a better journaler. He's going to say, Oh, call Bob Smith. He's been journaling for years. He gets so much from it. And so when, when he would hear people say, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm struggling with my why or, you know, what, business is good, but I just don't know. I don't know. I'm bored with it. I don't know what, what, or why I'm doing this anymore. He would have him call me. And so the impetus for the book to get back to your question was they would call me, I would give them my story. And then, you know, they wouldn't say this outright, but they would be, you could hear it in their tones. Like, Oh, that's great for you. It doesn't help me figure out my why at all. Like I want that, but I have no clue how to go from A to B and make that connection. And so, and you know, when you're in a service industry, like real estate, um, that becomes incredibly frustrating. And so um, it really just, you know, between the people that I had spoken to who had these incredible whys in their life and those that didn't, you know, that latter group far, far larger than the people who had, you know, that purpose. So um, it was really just to, meant to bridge that gap and be of service to, between the people who had the information and the people that didn't. So, 
See, and that's a great point because that's what getting back to my comment earlier about people have a book in them. I think yeah. sometimes people sabotage themselves and they, they, they're holding back a gift that they could be sharing um, because they're judging themselves instead of just doing it. And that's what I admire about your book is that you put it out there and, um, and, it's, and it's a good read. And um, I, you, know, you touched on something I've been struggling with, which is you know, when you get to a certain point in life, you start realizing you want something bigger than you. Um, it, it can't just all be about your success. You want to impact and improve the lives of others, as Brian teaches us. Um, and, and it was incredible to read some of the stories in there because some of the stories you talk about are people I know as well. So it's, it's like, but you, you realize that, wow, I've known this person for this long and I never knew that about them. So, and, right. and, and I will say the same about you. And I want you to share your story because when I read, when you discovered what your big why was, that made me rethink what my big why was because it was it didn't seem big enough. <laughs> Will you share yeah. what happened to you that night at the dinner party? Yeah, so uh, it was May fourth, two thousand twelve. Uh, you know, it's that whole uh, Mark Twain quote: the, "The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the the day you figure out why." And so those two, you know, December uh, December eighth, nineteen seventy six. If you want to send me a birthday card. And uh, May 4th, 2012, uh, we were invited to a friend's house for a dinner party. Um, and we hadn't seen him in a while, but we wanted to go and catch up. We didn't know uh, what was in store for us, to say the least. So we were introduced that night to an organization whose purpose is to rescue, restore, and renew children uh, affected by human trafficking in South Asia. And so you know, we were learning, hearing these stories and what was happening over there. And uh, my wife, in her infinite wisdom, uh, asked the question, well, what's the youngest child that you've ever rescued? And the response was two and a half years old, um, and which coincidentally um, happened to be the exact age of our oldest son at the time. And so that... Um, that made me mad. <laughs> uh, I've always been, you know, the intrinsicness uh, to my big why is that I, I, I've always been the kind of person that wants to fight for those who can't fight for themselves. And obviously a two and a half year old or even, you know, eight or nine year old or whatnot, um, they can't defend themselves uh, against the kind of things happening to them. So, so right, uh, you know, that day we decided that we were going to come alongside this, this organization. It's, it's Life for the Innocent. You can check them out at lifefortheinnocent.org. Um, if you're interested, but, uh, you know, ever since we've, we've, uh, we've been passionately trying to do everything we can to help those guys out. And, and that's really the discovering of all these other benefits that come from living that life of purpose, uh, really started that night because the profound effects on other areas of our lives since we've discovered that have just been, um, you know, amazing. So, well, and you talk about this in the, uh, the book where, once you latch on to that big why and you start going for it, and it's not even, I, I like that you point out, like, you don't need to know how, you don't need to know all the, how this is all going to come together, but you do need to start. Uh, but then other things, you, you said peripherally, you know, it's like uh, we always are taught, you give it out in slices, it comes back in loaves. So you, you say peripherally, um, all these good things started happening in your life because you felt like your focus went beyond you now. Now you're helping stop human trafficking. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, some of them, like just the sheer growth, um, you know, when you want to, when you want to help, you know, that you have to be better 
Um, so, and that obviously can go into every aspect of life. You know, we got our, our finances more dialed down. We've always been pretty, pretty good with that, but, um, you know, part of, part of accomplishing anything in this world is, is money, right? Right. So, you know, dialing in our, not only personal finances, business finances, um, you know, when you're that passionate about something and you become that enthusiastic, um, you know, people want to be around that. So, you know, uh, relationships got better, uh, business increased, you know, 350%, um, you know, when, when the market is up 30%. So that, um, you know, a few of those things that happened there and not to mention just being able, you have three kids that are six, eight and 10. Um, and they, uh, they started their own little fund to, to help wow. save a kid. So just instilling those kind of values in them, it, it really, um, it's, it's become, a part of every major life decision that, that we've made since then. So it creates a focus that kind of naturally um, sharpens all aspects of your life. Or as we talk about the five circles of life, right? Because you got to be dialed in to, to, cause it's not, you mentioned this in the book and talk about this. It's not like you're adding more to your life. What right. are you doing? You're making, it's a, you said focus. I say clarity, right? Right. right. Um, you know, you're, I like to say every time you say yes to one thing, you're automatically saying no to something else, yeah. right? Because we all only have a certain amount of time in the day. And so it just becomes, that's another, it's a great point. Thanks for bringing it up that, you know, it's not necessarily, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to be awake for 20 hours a day so that I can do, you know, it's, it's culling away some things. Uh, you know, the classic example I use is television. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the average American's watching five to eight hours a day. Uh, that's a, that's a third of your life, yeah. uh, you know? So it's, it's taking, taking those yeses that you're, you're saying to everyone and everything and saying no more often and, and saying yes to higher quality um, activities. So mm. yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know, one of the, uh, and I forgive me, I forget who you quoted, but there was a quote in the book that just hit home with me and it was playing life small doesn't serve the world. The global body is less, when people do not live up to their full potential. And, and I love that chapter be, that you were speaking on that uh, because you do rob the world of something if you're not giving the, all you can give and people don't think that way. Why do you think people think I don't matter and, and you know, if I'm not doing it, somebody else will do it? I mean, how do we get past that? And get oh, before we um, go there, can we go for our break, Thomas? Oh, man. All right. I guess we Let's should let yeah, we'll do a cliffhanger <laughs> until our sponsor tells us a little bit about themselves. All right, Jonathan, you cold water on, on a great conversation, you. <laughs> I'm English. That's my purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're going to go for our break, folks. So when we come back, we're going to continue to find our purpose uh, somewhere, hopefully. Be back in a minute, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back, folks. Um, where's our guest though? <laughs> is this, is this, I think we lost Josh. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, he's there. He's, he's back. I hear you. We lost your camera. Okay. Uh, I I thought maybe he got offended that we went. Oh, to there the we commercial. go. Hey, there we go. Wow, that really was a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about why you know. I mean, and I, I I realize it's human nature. I mean, there's just those yeah. that do and those that don't. But I I think more would do if they felt like they mattered and. You know, like I, we say this, I run networking groups and I always tell people, you know, when you're not here, you're missed. You might not think you're missed, but when you don't show up, the energy in the room's different because there's personalities missing that contribute to the energy. And on a global level, um, you were talking about this in the book and you know, so how do you reach people, um, without preaching to people, but you get your word out and try to build up interest and involvement. I think that that's one of the things that I think has really been an eye opener to me in this whole process is that, I mean, you'll notice, you know, you've read the book and hopefully others will as well, but there's not, you know, I don't interview Bill Gates or uh, Peyton Manning or mother Teresa, which obviously would be hard at this point, but um, because people can't really identify with that. Right. Well, of course, Bill Gates is curing malaria. He's got billions of dollars or whatnot. But, you know, everybody in that book, including myself, it's just an ordinary guy or girl that, uh, you know, was presented with a circumstance and just decided to step into it. Um, the, The mission statement for discovering why is changing the world one inspired person at a time. Um, you don't have to be a universe denter, but if you're helping, you know, one homeless person with a meal or one foster kid with a roof over their head, that, that in and of itself is a big enough why, if that's what fuels you. So, you know, when you get enough people helping enough other people, even if it's in small, seemingly insignificant ways, that's how real change can occur. So, you know, it's, it's not about denting the universe, as Darren Hardy would say. It's about helping one other person, and that person leads to another person. So that makes sense. Yeah. I, you know, something I've been curious about. Um, you know, I uh, my my bride and I have our uh, causes and charities, and but we get hit up. I would say almost weekly for somebody else's cause or charity or yeah. a crowd fund or or this or that. How, you know. It's a slippery slope to because if you start giving to everything, you, you then you take away from what you're focused on. Mm-hmm. How do you set those boundaries when other people approach you about their causes and they're passionate about what they're doing, but you need to keep the focus? I mean, where's the give and the take and, and where do you draw the line? So, um, and that's part of that clarity that we were talking about, right? So we, for Life of the Innocent, have very defined uh, goals as far as, uh, you know, contributions and whatnot, and, and obviously our time. And so I just had this conversation with my alma mater uh, the other day calling for a fundraiser. And they said, oh, can we, you know, count on you for the gold level or, or whatnot? And I said, you know, um, I think what you're doing is great. I believe in your cause. We, however, have uh, decided to put our charitable donation dollars to work in this aspect of our lives. So, uh, you know, we wish you the best of luck, but we're, we're committed elsewhere right now. And so if, you know, if, if a charity lines up or, um, you know, with, with what we believe in, that's, that's one thing, but if it's, you know, it can be a great cause, but like I said, every time you say yes to one thing, you're automatically saying no to something else. So for me, it becomes very easy because I know that, Oh, if I, if I donate this money to 
another cause, even if it's a great cause, my mind shifts back to, okay, well, that's, that's another kid that we're not saving. Um, and these horrible things are being happened to him. So that makes it very easy when you can, when you can connect that dollar to the, the reason why that dollar is important to you or important to somebody else as the case may be. So that makes sense. I appreciate yeah. it. Cause you know, some, some, some causes are pretty good about laying on the guilt trip. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Well, that takes the guilt trip off, right? If you're not yeah. doing anything, that might be one thing, but right. if, you're, if you're supporting a great, a great cause that you believe in, then, you know, there's no guilt there because somebody else uh, might be fully behind and passionate about the cause that you're saying no to. So, and that's what I mean about the greater good. Every, everybody's, you know, contributing to their own individual thing. And then together, all the problems are being worked on. Yeah. So in other words, so if, you know, somebody wants to rescue uh, abused animals versus abused children versus the Red Cross or, you know, uh, cancer, I mean, you, you really can't judge people for what their big why is um, as long as they're doing something for the greater good and you're doing something for the greater good, they can coexist without um, being involved with each other necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. They can encourage each other and whatnot, but they don't necessarily have to be attacking the same problem. Well, I want to uh, talk about figuring out the big why. And I mean, I know we don't have time to go through it all and, and people need to, to buy the book to figure it out. But let's, uh, I mean, touch on um, maybe a couple of ways to get started on how, do you, how does one figure out their big why if they don't have one or they're, they feel like maybe what they're, they do have isn't big enough? Right. So it's really, it's about introspection and looking into the past. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. I think one of the best ways to start is trying to figure out what is important in your life right now and whether that has anything to do with a big why or not, it helps you filter out um, the reasoning behind what you're doing. So, you know, like the first exercise in the book, for example, is that it asks that question, what's important to you, which should be a pretty easy question to answer, uh, but then to take that further and keep asking that question, okay, well, why is that important to you? And why, you just keep asking why, what, why is that reason important to you until you really can't break it down anymore? And then that gives you kind of a baseline of, like for me, when I, get, when I ask that question, if I start, what's important to me? Well, what's important to me right now is saving children out of human trafficking. And if I take that and keep asking why, it's because, well, I, as I said, I want to fight for those who can't fight for themselves. And, you know, that's really, that's the microcosm of that. Because if you, if you look at all the children that Life for the Innocent has rescued over the years, you know, as soon as they, they come into the system, they are run through whatever database the given country has, you're basically missing persons, right? Um, thousands and thousands of children have been rescued, and they have found five cases, literally this many, where the parents were actually looking for the kids. Um, wow. And so, when, you know, when the one or two people who should be fighting for those kids aren't, then that, I mean, that makes me angry. That's, that's what's important to me. Because when I say, when you say fight for someone that can't fight for themselves, right? Well, okay, well, that's a lot, that's, or, you know, respecting that human life aspect, you know, there's a lot of organizations out there um, that help people, right? But a lot of them, you know, uh, 
necessarily some sometimes people can can do something to benefit their own their own cause if you will they can they can make the choice to um you know enter the program or check themselves into to rehab or whatnot but those kids they have they have no fight whatsoever so that's really when i when i say that's what's important to me um that's i didn't really lay that out clearly but that that's how it would extrapolate in my case or um, you know, I could also get to that with the, you know, channeling your anger. Um, what makes you angry? Um, you know, for me, it's people taking advantage of kids. And so, you know, that's a couple of different ways that I could just for a practical example, um, you know, get to my big why if I didn't know it. Um, so, but really in the general purpose, it's taking um, what you've done up to this point and kind of filtering out, okay, why did I do the things that I've done in the past? And what has, what, what major life um, forming events have occurred um, in my life that might be able to then project forward into helping others do the same thing. Well, and I, I, I appreciate what you're saying because, you know, when I was starting to read the book, I was really struggling to think of, okay, well, what really is big enough that I want to go after if I'm not already going after it? And it was that statement about what makes you angry. And at first, when you read that, you think, oh, that's a curious thing to say. But then you realize, yeah, what is it? What is that injustice or that thing that's wrong in the world that you feel like you want to do something about and it gets you fired up? Right. So, um, so I appreciated that cause that helped me actually focus when I was going through the exercises. Um, you know, I'm curious what I, you have a, a great page on your website, um, promoting your charity and what you're, what you're doing with the human trafficking, human trafficking of children. And, um, do your clients at all get behind it or are they aware of it? Or um, do, you, do you see people becoming aware of it because they've worked with you and, and, and they've gotten on board yeah it's it's probably pretty difficult uh to know me on any level and not be aware of (laughs) what we have going on uh i mean first off it's you know it's it just becomes a natural part of who you are and it works its way into conversations or whatnot um and then just with inviting people into i mean we had uh, the last gal i think we had 40 or 45 people that we invited to come and sit at tables and whatnot so um, just to spread the word and, and stuff. But, and then through business, um, you probably saw we're like this year, we're doing the one home, one child campaign. So for every home that we're uh, selling, we're donating the necessary funds to rescue those kids and then send them all the way through the rehabilitation program um, in their, in their native countries. So it, it's, yeah, it, every new client I meet with um, knows about it. All of our friends know about it. Cause we're, you know, not in a beat you over the head kind of way, but, this is what we're about. This is why we make the decisions that we do. Um, so yeah, it's well, and I, th- that's I think part of, you know, that, that living life with a purpose, it's, it, it permeates everything you do. And to me, you know, not that, I mean, and I don't want to uh, make this sound like it's any kind of extorting it, uh, but the fact that you put it on there and that, um, one life, one house, one life. Is that what it's called? Uh, one home, one child. One home, mm-hmm. one child. Yeah. So um, at, that you literally spell out the costs and what it's not just this uh, arbitrary number. You, you, you break it down, you show what the expenses are and that you're making this donation for every home you sell. So it, it may help um, people make a decision. Well, you know, what's the differentiator between realtors? Well, here's somebody that's going out and making a difference in the world. 
um, not only, you know, supporting his family and the community, but going out into the world and making a difference. And, you know, I, I mean, I think that's something people can get behind and, and it's a brilliant way to get support for something that you're doing. Um, you know, and like I said, you're doing it in a very honorable way. And it, it gets dicey talking about this from, you know, when you're business and charity, because you don't want people to think that you're extorting it just for, to get more business. Um, but I think you're doing it in a way that's, um, you, you know, that, that I think people get the spirit of what you're doing. Right. Well, and we're just trying, really, it's, it's trying to create as win-win a situation as possible. I mean, not only now every client I deal with knows about, you know, it's about getting the, the information out there um, and awareness on, on human trafficking. But, um, you know, if that, if that brings more business in, then that saves more children too. So I've never been a guy, you know, asking for referrals has always been hard for me because it seemed like it was all about me. Right. But when I ask for referrals now, it's because, well, you know, if that referral closes, that's another kid out of human trafficking. So that's awesome. Uh, it's just about being authentic with, with what your motivations are and people identify with that. Yeah, oh, I think that's that's great. But um, once again, I think we need to wrap it up, Thomas, um, yep. for the podcast, and um, then go into some bonus content which the viewers can watch on the right. Mail Right website and YouTube channel. Well, um, for those that are watching, I'm going to hold up Josh's book again here, and it is "Discovering Why: A Guide to Meaning and Purpose in Everyday Life." Josh Forrester's the author. He's also a Fort Collins, Colorado realtor. And uh, Josh, I want to thank you for uh, being on our podcast and we'll ask you to stick around for our YouTube bonus material. But uh, for those that want to get in touch with you, either about real estate, how to write a book, or uh, maybe talk about your charity, um, how would they get in touch with you? So uh, anything book related, they can find the book on Amazon. Um, if they want to uh, book a presentation, I am out speaking and whatnot, they can find me at discoveringwhy.net. Um, all the information is there and then yeah, local, uh, Northern Colorado real estate. Uh, they can just go to joshforster.com, um, for that side. All right. And, uh, folks, I'm Thomas J. Nelson with big block realty, San Diego, where I'm never too busy for your referrals. You can find me on thomasjnelsonrealtor.com and Jonathan, if people want to reach out to you and mail, right, how would they do that? It's really easy, folks. Go to the website, give us a call, or email me directly at jonathan at mail-right.com. All right, Josh Forster, Elevations Real Estate. I want to thank you very much for joining us. Folks, if you uh, want to hear a little bit more, join us on YouTube now, but we'll be signing off and uh, see you next week on the Mail Right Real Estate Agent Podcast Show. Thank you. Bye. Bye.